0: Your boundaries are going to look so much different than someone else's, and you really need to honor that. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Wholehearted Glow podcast. I am your host, Blaise Colette, and today I'm really excited because we're gonna be talking about something that I feel is like. A buzzword, but also a topic I wish I would have known about earlier on in my life because I feel like I would have had less anxiety, less stress, I would feel more grounded, more balanced. And so today, what we're going to be talking about is drum roll boundaries. What? I know, crazy. And I wanted to do this because. Not only has boundary implementation been really beneficial for me personally in every aspect of my life, but I also wanted to do it for you because when I was like, I don't know, in my early 20s, I had no idea how to set boundaries. People were walking all over me. I was upset I was frustrated all the time at the way my life looked and I just had no real idea of how to create this framework for my life that could make me feel better on a daily basis because the reality is boundary setting takes time and it takes effort and it takes a lot of consistency in the sense of you have to really continually reinforce what your boundaries are so I really want to talk about that today and I'm really excited Before we get into that, I wanted to share with you an offering that I'm really, really, really excited about at Wholehearted Glow Coaching. And that is the goal setting sessions. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know what I'm talking about. If not, welcome to the pod. And I'm excited to share this modality with you because I believe in it because I've implemented it myself and because it's really, really helped myself and my clients overcome that scatterbrain mentality, and get very clear on what it is they want to be doing in their life. So what we do with the goal setting sessions is we pick four different areas of your life. Movement and nutrition is one that we kind of group together. Your finances, personal development, and your career, where you would like your career to be. And we look at these four areas, and then we do a three-month coaching program based on what you want to change in those areas. And each week, week is a little bit different, which is great because it allows you to look at different areas of your life and then we come together with that comprehensive approach of a few different lenses of where you're at and we come up with actionable items for each week. One client that I've been working with has been really, really, really excited because she's looking to leave her job and she's actually been able to find and we've created opportunities together that she didn't really think were possible in something that she's actually passionate about that we basically got very clear on. And when we were able to get really clear and she was able to have that clarity, she was able to then take the actionable steps to reaching her goal, which is to work independently for herself as an environmental consultant for festivals of all things, which is kind of crazy. So if you're interested in the goal-setting sessions, head over to wholeheartedglowcoaching.com and it's right under offerings. And if you're like, I'm interested, but I want to know more, I totally get it. And this is something that just feels really aligned for me. It's not something I'm selling. It's more just like this model works and it works for my clients. And it's been so beneficial that I want to share it with more people. So you can also just set up a discovery call with me. Head over to my Instagram at wholeheartedglowcoaching.com and we can chat, no pressure. Okay. So let's get into boundaries. And I'm going to talk about the ways that I have implemented boundaries into these different areas of my life, what it's looked like, the journey that it has been for me to do that, because it hasn't been easy. I think in our world, especially as our world, it's like emerging that wellness and taking care of yourself and self-care and abundance are all so important now. Like I never heard about any of these words 20 years ago. I mean, well, 20 years ago, I was eight, but... (laughs) Even five years ago, I never really understood what all of these buzzwords meant. And so it's taken me a long time to grasp the idea of boundaries and to actually not only grasp the idea, but then implement it in a way that works for me so that I'm not being walked all over. Now, I want to tell you also that I used to really struggle with anxiety and also with depression. Uh, I used to have panic attacks, not super, super cute. And I think it was just because there was no framework for my life that felt grounded and felt right for me. I was listening to what other people wanted from me. I was listening to my parents. I was listening to like the people in my environment. And I wasn't tuning into myself. And I think that's an important thing to think about when we talk about boundaries because your boundaries are going to look so much different than someone else's and you really need to honor that. So I want you to think about that. Like, Where does your life feel really wish-washy? Where does it feel like there's no barriers to different areas of your life? And I want to be careful in saying this because On the flip hand of the benefits of boundaries, there's also like being closed off, there's being shut down, there's being not open to anything. And I don't think that that's beneficial to anyone. But what I do think is beneficial is to be able to have better organization and structure of like what you will accept in your life and what you won't accept in your life. And when you're able to do that, then you create these really healthy boundaries, So we're going to delve into some different areas. I'm going to talk about my experience and hopefully it's going to help you to be like, okay, where am I at? And where could I implement some boundaries that would actually benefit me and then make my life feel better? Because that's what I want to do on this podcast. Like, I want you to feel fucking amazing. Because that's the way life's supposed to be. Like, Life is not supposed to be this thing where you're constantly in a spiraling panic attack, where you're constantly behind, where you're constantly burnt out, where you're constantly stressed, where you're constantly worrying about money. That's not really the way life is supposed to be. And I think I used to think that. And then once I changed and oriented my life so that it wasn't like that, it just got so much better. Okay, so what is a boundary? Boundaries are... Guidelines, rules, or limits that a person can create to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for other people to behave towards them and how they will respond when someone passes these limits. So, this is more of like in the context of a personal boundary, but we're going to talk about it in a few different contexts. So, the first one I want to talk about is within career. And I think, especially as we're coming out of COVID and A lot of people are working from home. A lot of people are starting their own businesses. If you're listening to this, I know I have a lot of entrepreneurs listening. You have to set those work boundaries. I know I talked about this in the Digital Nomading podcast. So if you're curious about that in the context of like working remote, working in a foreign country, definitely listen to that podcast because I talk a lot more about how to set firm work hours. But let's talk about work boundaries. Okay, so I had to learn this the hard way. Last year, uh, when COVID started in early March, I was living in a studio apartment by myself and everything shut down. And guess what? I had to start working from home. I started transitioning everyone into virtual training, which was great because it has allowed me to move all over the country and the world in the past year and a half. And that was great. But let me talk about the downside of this work remote situation and my inability to create boundaries and how it affected my mental health. That's crucial. Basically, I had my bed in one corner. Then I had a yoga mat in the other corner. Then I had a couch in the other corner and some plants, a little tiny kitchen, and that was it. So... As I was transitioning everyone to online, I was happy because I could get out of bed later, you know, at 5.45 instead of at five, but I was literally rolling out of bed and then walking like not even a foot to get to the yoga mat where I would train my clients, you know, kettlebell training, yoga training, Pilates training, nutrition training, nutrition coaching, whatever it may be. This was detrimental to my mental health. Now, not only was I doing that, but I also had in-home clients coming to my house because I had an outdoor space in which I was training clients. So (laughs) if I wasn't training them virtually, they were coming to my house. And again, like, oh, so convenient, so nice. But like, I remember one time I had this one client and she was great, but she struggled with like her memory. And so what would happen was, is we would confirm the time and then she would just show up like an hour ahead. So it would be like, instead of training at six, she'd come at five and I'm like still sleeping. And I'm like hearing someone knocking on my door and I'm like, oh my God. And she like thinks we have a session. There was just like no boundary there at all for me because I like found myself working with all these clients that were coming into my space, which is fine. But it was really hard for me to shut off. It was really hard for me to not think about work because like all of the energy and the mental capacity of all of my clients was felt like it was constantly around me. And I always was in this state of overwhelm. And when you're in a state of overwhelm, I didn't know this until I got out of my depression, but that's like basically what happens. And that's how you start becoming depressed. You get overwhelmed and you don't ever feel like you can just like calm the fuck down, not freak out, be okay, know you're gonna get things done because you're like constantly like, what the fuck, I'm freaking out. Oh my God, there's so much going on. So we gotta create these boundaries with our work so that we can actually distance ourselves and become detached in a healthy way from what we do. Because if you're anything like me, I used to really struggle with my identity in regards to my work, because I would really heavily identify with like the thing that I did. So I would be like, I'm a trainer. I'm an instructor. I'm a coach. This is what I do. And it was like my whole identity. And then what happened was I became so absorbed in this identity, so unable to create real boundaries for myself about like work and clients and being really firm with that, starting with my work from home, that I really perpetuated myself into this very, very intense state of overwhelm. And it was really hard. And I had to learn it the hard way. Like, I really had to learn that I can't train my clients, whether virtually or in person, in the same place that I reside, in the same place that I sleep. So, if you're listening to this and your desk is in your room, I'm going to challenge you to move that motherfucking desk out. It's got to go. It needs to go into a common area. It needs to go into the living room. It needs to go into the garage. And you need to go to a co-working space. Look, I literally got a WeWork membership. And this was a treat to myself after working remotely for a year and a half. So if you're at the point or your business is at the point right now where there's just like no real way that you're going to be able to Afford a membership to a co working space. I get it. Put some money aside every month, save for six months. And then, like, when you are able to do it, do it. Having a co working space has helped my productivity tenfold because I wake up, I go to the co working space, I have my own little nook, I have all these areas I can either lay or sit if you. Follow me on Instagram. You know, I like to lay down while I'm doing a lot of work, not while I'm actually training my clients, but like admin work or podcasting ideas or talking with brands, stuff like that. So I really love being able to have different areas to work in. And this helps me so much mentally with what I will accept for work. I'm not going to accept me working in my room. I'm not going to accept me working all the time from home. I do work from home maybe like 40 or 50% of the time. Actually, let's say like 30. And then I go to WeWork 70% of the time. I'm just, I need that balance. It's so important to me. So I really want you to think about what does your work environment look like? Are you happy with it? How could you make a change even if it's a very small change? And how could that affect your mental health? Because then when I come home from work, I'm not thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I did the things I need to do. Everything's fine. And I'm locked and loaded for the next day. Okay. whoo, this is a hard one. The next boundary I want to talk about is setting firm work hours and having that boundary be very solid. You cannot work 14 hours a day. You can try, but your productivity is going to be decreased You're probably going to spiral into a panic attack and you're going to feel like shit because you shouldn't be sitting and working for 14 hours a day. It's not good for you. I tell you this because I've been there. I tell you this because I literally, you know, you've listened to my burnout episode. I was in it. Like if I wasn't working eight hours a day, I was upset. I was not happy with myself. I was feeling like a failure. You have to set firm work hours. I don't work in the evenings. I don't work on Mondays and I don't work on Sundays That's a really hard one for me. It is so hard as a trainer and a coach to get clients that have a very particular availability that then allows you to work the times that you want to work. But it can be done. You just have to be very firm. I work on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and then two hours on Saturdays. And that's it. Now, that's only for just taking clients. All of the admin work, the building of the business the structuring of the brand, the marketing, the outreach, et cetera, that all happens on those days that I'm not training clients. But before I used to have zero boundary with that. I always worked on Sundays, which was fucked up. I never had time for myself. And then I always felt like I was in that state of overwhelm. And then as a byproduct of that, I became severely depressed and it was not cute. I was like thinking the other day, like I almost teared up because I was just like, I am so grateful that I was given like another chance at life. I mean, that's how bad it was. And no one knows because I was suffering in silence except for going to therapy, except for some very close friends. And I know it's a dark topic, but like, you have to set boundaries for yourself. You can't burn yourself out. If you do, you're going to get depressed. Like, that's what it is. And our society doesn't tell us that. So it's like you go into this corporate job, you're working your nine to five or your eight to seven, whatever the fucking crazy hours that they're putting you on. And then, like, six, it doesn't affect you until six months down the line or even a year down the line or even two years down the line. And you're like, I'm racked. My brain is fucked. I have no focus left. I'm burning on fumes. Like, it's not healthy. And I'm here to tell you that like, if you do not set these boundaries for yourself in regards to your career, it's going to impact every other area of your life. And that's why I wanted to start with that so you could understand how fucking important that is. And you can be honest with yourself about if you're burning the candle on both ends. I'm passionate about this because I lived through it. So now I actually hired employees. I hired trainers And they work with my clients as well. And I really needed to do that because I can't do all of the client facing work all of the time. So think about the business that you're in. You have to release control, understand and trust that you can do the things that you need to do and ask for help if you need it. Okay. How are we feeling? That was a lot. (laughs) Let's move on. We're going to go into movement boundaries, exercise boundaries what? This is a fucking crazy topic because for most of my life, I hated my body. So like I would look in the mirror and I would be like, wow, like you're ugly. You're fat. You need to get it together. You need to lose 10 pounds. Like, you know how you're always looking in the mirror and you're telling yourself you need to lose 10 or 20 pounds. Okay. That was me until maybe like three or four years ago. And I didn't have any movement boundaries for myself. So like, what do I mean by this? Basically. I would just run myself into the ground every day or do the same exercise all the time and expect a different result, which by the way, is the definition of insanity. I know you've probably heard that before, but I would do that and then wonder why I was so unhappy with my body. And that was because I didn't really understand how to structure my training program. And so when I became a trainer, especially when I started training at Equinox, I learned about the benefits of functional training High-intensity training, low-intensity training, recovery, movement-based therapies where you're focusing more on, like, getting into your body and not just being a fucking cardio bunny all the time? Can you relate? Like, I would just run every day. I'd run every day. Then I'd be like, I'm going to run a half marathon. I would find some dumb program online. And i would run a half marathon and then look at my body and be like, why do I still not feel happy with my muscles? Like my butt's flat. I can show you pictures of my butt. It's on my Instagram. Like I had no abs. My relationship with food was terrible. And like I wasn't happy because I was like I was trying to just push myself so hard, but I didn't understand like the science behind Movement and how important that was. So, when I started creating movement boundaries after understanding and learning about functional training, which I'm going to do an entire episode just on like the benefits of functional training and why everyone, every single person should be doing it. And you should be doing it specific to the things you want to do in your life. Side note offshoot, but you have to think about like what are you, what do you need in your movement program? So, Okay, let's let's talk about this. Pull out a pen or a piece of paper, or if you're driving right now, just think about mentally, think about your week. So you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you want to think about having a balanced program and being honest about what rest and recovery you need. And not thinking that you need to go so hard every single day. So like every day I work out isn't a high intensity day. So like I'm going to go through my training program and obviously I'm a certified personal trainer. I've done an Ironman. I have my yoga certification, kettlebells, Pilates, you name it. That's like what I've been doing for my professional career. So that's why I'm here to give you this advice because this is actually what I do for a living. Okay, so right now my biggest fitness goal is I would say climbing hard, Having endurance to climb and run in the mountains, which requires a lot of resistance to like the ability to adapt to the elements, which is like wind, water, rain, rocks, altitude, all of that stuff factors in a whole nother thing. So, those are my main goals. And also, like having a nice ass <laughs> because duh. So, Mondays is a run typically 45 minutes to an hour. Tuesdays is gonna be a lift and a climb. Wednesdays is going to be yoga and a run or swim. And I'm gonna explain why and why this is setting boundaries for myself. Thursdays is gonna be a lift and it's probably gonna be like a heavier lift. Fridays is going to be, I'm in this sunrise run ritual. Saturdays is going to be a lift and a climb. Or if I know I'm going to climb outside, I'm going to do a climb and a run. And then Sundays is either going to be a yoga rest or swim rest. So you see that this is a very balanced, diverse training program. Within this program, I've got running, I've got lifting, which is all kettlebell and barbell technique. I've got yoga, climbing, and swimming. If you're just like going to Orange Theory every day, like what are you doing? Because going to Orange Theory two or three days a week is great, but doing something the same thing every single day signifies to your body that you're just either trying to like burn it and push it every day or you're not creating variety. And so when I started creating variety in my training program, I was able to then feel less guilt, right? Because the boundary with the exercise for me is okay. Monday's your run day. So that means on Tuesday, like you are not running no matter what, no matter if a friend hits you up and says, let's go for a run. No matter if your friend is like, hey, come to this movement class. You're like, no, today's my lift day. Now, do you have to be a cunt? No. Do you have to like say no to everyone? No. But for me, setting these boundaries of like, these are the things I'm doing and I'm not just doing like a random hodgepodge of crap that allows my body then the right time to recover, that allows my brain the amount of time it needs to like adapt to these lifts and to progressively overload my body, which is a fancy way of saying to actually build muscle. Like I looked at my ass the other day and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know this was possible. And I'm not saying this to be vain. I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. I'm just saying like anything is possible, but you have to create structure. And that's why we're talking about boundaries because if you have no structure in your life, it's just this constant chaos mode. It's gonna feel like shit. And that's the way my life used to feel when I was running every day. And just like hating my body and not seeing any results. Another good one is Pilates. You could throw that in. I do that also for mental health. And then another thing too is like, like I said, every day doesn't have to be the most intense day. You'll see here, one of my runs is an interval run. So that's higher intensity. My lift is a higher intensity and a progressive overload. The climb is more like a a flush out ability to work the upper body. My yoga is for my mental health. So I don't freak the fuck out. Swimming is also for my mental health and my lung capacity because it helps me to regulate my breathing. My other lift was maybe a little bit heavier, which helps me to create more gains and actually build muscle, which prevents injury and osteoporosis and um, arthritis. My sunrise run is like my solo time to connect with myself. And you could do this anywhere. Like you don't have to have a mountainscape to climb up a mountain. You don't have to have, you know, you could be living in a city and listen to this and set a boundary for yourself where you're like yeah, I'm going to actually wake up in the morning and do something that feels good for myself. Saturdays, I like to live with friends or climb with friends, get that social in, that social piece. And then Sundays is more of like, it's a really spiritual day for me. I do my yoga. I do a lot of like face masks and foam rolling and massage, meditation. So start to look at what would it look like to create boundaries in regards to your movement instead of doing a hodgepodge of shit. Okay, now we're going to talk about sleep and recovery boundaries. What? The most underrated thing in all of training and all of movement and working out and nutrition is recovery. You need to be thinking about it. And if you're not, it's okay. You're going to start thinking about it now. It's going to change your life. It's going to help your mental health and you're going to see better returns. So ask yourself, how often are you sleeping? Obviously every night, hopefully, but with what quality are you sleeping? And also for how many hours? I think these are really important things to think about. Like, I really think another thing that contributed to contributed to my depression was I don't think I got REM sleep for like two years, which I genuinely don't even know how I did that because I was like so burnt out. My studio apartment had really bad air conditioning, so I never felt like I could fully fall asleep because it was so loud hearing the AC. And yeah, it was bad. I know, I never used to have problems with sleep. So that's why it was really weird when I was having sleep issues and it was a huge sign that I was not okay mentally. So if you're having sleep issues, maybe you should talk to someone or you should start to create boundaries around sleep and recovery. So for me now, I get up at five pretty much every day. So this bitch is sleeping at nine. Like catch me sleeping at nine, sometimes 830 and know when you need your wind down time. I think that's a big thing I see with clients that struggle with stress is that they don't give themselves any wind down time. And that's what I used to do too. I'd be like, yeah, I can wake up at 5am and then be like going till 8 or 9pm working. And then what? I'm going to go to bed at 9.30 and then not be stressed out thinking about the day. No. Obviously I was still thinking about it and it was really hard. So set that time for yourself, like. Around 8.30, like the sweatpants come on, the tea kettle is on, the chamomile is on. You know, if you want to take like your melatonin or you want to have some sort of like way to relax, if weed is legal and you, you know, want to take an edible, whatever it is. Like I'm not over here condoning drugs. I'm just saying like, take some time to like wind it down. Turn your phone off, like write in your journal, read a book, do things that make you feel relaxed. Like if you're watching some, crazy show on netflix (laughs) like that has violence or like something super intense like right before bed you're not going to sleep very well think about the content and the things you're consuming it's really a lot for the brain we need to honor our brains and understand that sleep and rest and recovery is how we keep our brains healthy by the way So, yeah, if you are curious about that, then we should talk about Iron Man because I had Cardio Brain, which my roommate Ellie has talked about. She has a channel, Ellie Abrahamson, on YouTube. And basically, Cardio Brain is when you can't talk or formulate any words because you're just like thinking, like your brain's just short circuiting because you're not getting enough rest and you're overexerting. So, Think about the quality of your sleep. Think about your wind down time and also like alert your friends and the people in your life. It can be really hard with dating or when you're with a significant other to be like, I got to go to bed at 9.30 or 10. And it's kind of uncomfortable because like for me, I always have to get up early. So I always have to be like planning dates that are at like 4 p.m. or 6 p.m. But it's okay to have that boundary and it's okay To be like, this is what I need because you need that recovery time. And then also, in relation to that, think about with your exercise programming are you giving yourself a rest day? I am a huge fan of the active rest day. So I go to yoga on my rest day, I'll go for a nice long walk, I'll go for a hike, something low intensity. But you need that time. Your body needs that time because when you are resting, you're breaking down the muscles. The muscles are breaking down and then they're building back stronger. So if you're one of those people that's prone to over-exercising or overdoing it, set some boundaries of recovery and understand that you really need to not be constantly going hard because it's not going to have a positive return because what's going to happen is your cortisol levels are gonna be increased and heightened, and then your adrenal glands are gonna be fucked because your adrenals are gonna be like constantly in fight or flight because that's what happens when you do high intensity exercise, which is good for the most part. But if you do too much of it, then you really wear down your system and you're more prone to getting sick and all of those things. This goes for anyone who's working out more than like 10 hours a week. You really need to be mindful of this. Set those recovery boundaries. Protein is a great thing to do when you're having a rest day, like making sure you're getting a lot of protein to build your muscles back strong and taking your supplements, whatever they are for you. I personally am doing a lot of biotin right now, which is helping my hair growth, which is great because I got extensions like three years ago and it basically perpetually fucked my hair and I'm still dealing with the repercussions of that dumbass decision. So... You know, whatever supplements you need, make sure you're taking those, they're great. Okay, Um, this is a tough one to talk about. Dating boundaries, yeah, I said it. So where are my single ladies at? Hello, hello, are you there? You gotta set boundaries for yourself, girl. You got to, I have so many friends. That like Not so many, but I have friends or colleagues or people I know that they're in these shitty relationships with guys that walk all over them. And I'm over here just like, why are you settling for that? Why are you accepting that? And the reason why is because you teach people how to treat you. And I'm going to talk about a recent experience about this and tell you that I was not setting firm boundaries for myself. And you have to continually refine them because the first thing is like when you're baseline setting dating boundaries, you're like, okay, so let's say you're looking for a serious relationship. So the first boundary you set is that you're like not looking for hookups. So if you're on the apps or if you're meeting people in person, you're making that very clear and you're having the confidence to do that. And I think that's the biggest challenge with women is we're like, he doesn't want anything. So like, I don't want anything. So like, it's fine. Like whatever. Like, no, like if you are looking for a relationship or someone that wants to build something with you, there's nothing wrong with being really honest about that or vice versa. If you're looking to just hook up and have fun, there's nothing wrong with that either. But like, be clear about your intentions. Be clear. So the first thing is like, set your boundary of like, what are you looking for? Okay, that's number one. Number two is like, what will you accept in regards to the way that someone's treating you? So I'm going to talk about this most recent experience. Pretty fresh. Um, He was treating me really well at the beginning and doing the things that I wanted and had vocalized were important to me. So within the whole treated thing, like how you want to be treated, think about your boundaries of, sorry, not your boundaries. Think about your love languages. Think about what do you need to feel like you're being affirmed and to feel like you're in a healthy relationship and to feel like things are going well. So for me, I need words of affirmation, quality time, and physical touch. Oh, and I also need acts of service. And I also need gifts. I'm kidding. The first two I mentioned are really important to me. And at first in this relationship, that was going well. And I was receiving that. And I've done a lot of research into the love languages and you should too. I just mentioned them, but the biggest reason I need this and I need these first two things is because I didn't receive those things as a child from my dad or my stepdad. So basically, I didn't receive any words of affirmation. Like I would get maybe like good job every so often, but I never really got like, from my mom, I received a lot, which was I think why I became so into the whole words of affirmation thing. But from my dad, I never received any of that or my stepdad. And so- I, as I grew older, I realized that I was like looking for validation in men and that's like not healthy because you really need to learn to validate yourself. So what I have learned is how to validate myself. Now, the way that I still continue to receive love is through that affirmation. So I really want you to think about what's your number one of all of those five that I listed. There's words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and gifts. And what do you need for someone to make you feel like you're being treated well? So for me, I need the words of affirmation. I need the quality time. So like at first I was getting the affirmation and I was getting the quality time, which was so, so, so great. And I loved it. But then this thing happened that I'm not going to talk about specifically, but like some other boundary or baseline that I laid down was not uh, received very well. And I wasn't really being honest with myself. Like basically it was one of those questions that I asked him and it was kind of a deal breaker whether the answer was yes or no. I'll let you figure out what you think that could be. And then I kind of continued because I didn't honor my boundary of like, this is something I actually want and this person doesn't want this. So like, I just was like, I'm just going to keep doing this thing. And after this thing like <laughs> had happened with between us, the affirmations were like dropping off, like left and right. Like I was not getting anything. Like it literally felt like crickets. And it got to the point where I felt like when we were hanging out, like yes, I was getting the quality time, but I felt like this person like didn't wanna be around me or hated me. And the reality was is like, we wanted different things. I didn't honor my boundary of like what I did want. And then additionally, I kinda let someone treat me like not shit, but I let them treat me in a way that I didn't want. Because I wasn't being firm with myself. So can you relate? (sighs) I hope you can. And I hope you know that like, it's so normal to feel that way. Like I was getting to the point where I felt very misunderstood and felt like we just wanted different things. And it was a bummer. And I think when you do lay these boundaries of like how you want to be treated and how you want to feel when you're with someone, it's... For me, almost hard not to slip into lack mentality of, oh, well, like if I'm too needy, they're not going to want to hang out with me. They're not going to want to see me, whatever. But the reality is like the right person is going to be more than happy to facilitate that for you and more than happy to do those things for you. And it's not going to be this like fight or struggle and you're not going to be butting against each other. You're going to be on the same team. So if you've ever been in one of those relationships or you've ever been with someone where you know you're settling for less than you deserve, I'm gonna challenge you to either make that person and make yourself work on it together or bounce. Like, why? There's billions of people in the world. Fucking bounce. You can go find someone else. But, you know, true love and connection is so rare. And so at the same time, know what you have, before it's gone because you don't really realize it until you lose it and then like you go on a fuck ton of dates and you're like oh what I have with that person was real it was unshakable it was so strong and yeah you don't really realize that till you're out of it so I challenge you to live in gratitude of your current situation even if you're single even if you're in a long-term relationship Because the grass is not always greener, honey. And you got to know what you deserve. And you need to set those boundaries for yourself. If you know you're going to get emotionally attached after having sex, you should not have sex with someone until you guys are official. Yeah, I know that's hard. But it's probably for the better if you're one of those people. Another boundary is, hey, I'm really busy Monday through Friday. The days I can hang out are Saturday and Sunday. If you want to make plans with me, those are the days that you have to do it. Or another one that I do is I have dudes hitting me up all the time. Again, not saying that to sound like a pompous dick. I'm saying that to tell you like people hitting me up wanting to hang out. And I'm like, hey, I I really appreciate you asking me out, but I need two to three days notice and I need need our date to be between six and 9 p.m. Like, let's say Friday through Tuesday, because like Wednesday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm always like really busy. And the right person's gonna respect that and make time for it. I think the biggest challenge in setting boundaries in this world is like we have so many options. We have so many dudes. You could go on any app and find hundreds of men or women that would love to date you. And then it's overwhelming. So then like if one person doesn't do it, you're like, oh, I'll just like go to the next one. But the reality is like, There's so many options, but yet so few people. You only have to have it right with one person. So if that means you have to turn away all these other idiots, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you have to value yourself enough to know that like having an abundance of men is different than having like a few quality dudes or one quality dude that you actually want to date and you actually want to spend time with and actually doesn't make you feel fucking miserable. So think about that. Think about those boundaries. And then we're going to transition into the final one, which is friendship boundaries. This is a tough one. And I do struggle with this one a lot because I come from a big family where we just kind of, you know, we're loud, we're chaotic. We eat each other's food. We wear each other's clothes, like the whole nine yards. And sometimes with my friends, I feel like I overstep on those boundaries because I don't know. Cause I'm like, oh, let's just all like love and like be sharing all of our stuff and whatever. And not everyone wants that. So with friendship boundaries, I think it's important to look at number one, the people in your life and how they make you feel, but also like topics. Like, you know, of course you have your best friends or that one best friend or few best friends that you can tell anything to no matter what. And it's like always going to be fine. But like there are a lot of friends that I have where like, I'm selective about the stuff that I talk to them to talk with them about. And there's really like nothing wrong with that. I think you need to think about like, who are the most important people in my life? And like, what information do I want to be sharing with them? And this goes for family too, like friendships, often, you know, come from family members or family members, you know, there's like a lot of overlap there. So I think it's really important just to think like, okay, what do I actually feel comfortable telling this person? And what do I not feel comfortable with? And then within the context of creating friendship boundaries is like, know your own personal limits. Like my friends know I don't drink. Like maybe I drink once a month, maybe once every two weeks. And when I say I drink, I have like half a glass of wine or like a sip of beer. Like it's very low, but I do like the taste of it. And that's just my boundary. And my friends know that. So they don't pressure me about it. Think about friends that you have and ask yourself like, are they honoring my boundaries and like where I'm trying to go with my life? Or am I being peer pressured into doing shit that's like not good for me? Super important to think about that. So really look at the way that your friends are able to support you, how you're able to talk to people and what you feel comfortable sharing. You don't have to share everything with everyone, but to the same extent, like you also need to be able to know when Or it's also important to know when you need to ask for help or when you need the support of your friends. Like recently going through this kind of like mini breakup, I'm just telling my friends like, hey, I just like need a little more like love and support these days. And they're like, yeah, totally. I'm here for you. So think about that. Like, what do you what do you need from your friends to feel good? And then what can you offer to them as well? Obviously, it's a two way street. Another thing is like with hanging out, right? Like you have to set boundaries there too, because if you want to have your life balanced, you need all these different things, right? Like you need your work, you need your personal life, you need your exercise time, your you time, your social time. So like, I know some people that really struggle because they say yes to everything. And they're like, yes, I'll go to this event. Yes, I'll go to this party. Yes, I'll go to this class. And then there's no time for them. And then they feel really depleted. So for me, it's become a lot easier over the years as I've, Relative you know, stayed relatively consistent to instead of avoid my friends, just say, "Hey, like today's my rest day, today's like my you know my spiritual day or whatever. I need to just be like in my room doing my thing, relaxing, and I' love to hang out, you know, this other time. Honor yourself. Don't just chomp at the bit at any time you feel like you need to hang out with your friends. And that goes for events, too. like if someone's inviting you to something that you really don't want to go to, don't go. So important. And be nice about it. Like, you don't have to be a bitch to respond in a way that sets a firm boundary. Like, I had this friend who recently got into a relationship. And when I first moved to Colorado, I was, like, trying to get to hang out with her because I wanted to see her because she was moving. And she was, like, setting a real solid hard boundary. And I really respected it. She was like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm I'm glad that you've moved and settled in, but I just... I'm experiencing a lot of transformation right now and I don't have the capacity to hang out with you. And I really respected that she said that because it made me feel like, oh, this is just like something she's going through and it has nothing to do with me. And I'm just gonna honor that that's where she's at. So honor yourself in the decisions you make. And like, if you know you're gonna go do an unhealthy hang, like that's gonna affect you for days to come. Like if you're gonna go out and get fucked up with your friends, like you're gonna feel like shit the next day. Or like if your friends are going to want to like, you know, go and like eat a bunch of fried shitty food, like you're probably not going to feel great after. So another boundary there too is like, can you create options that are healthier for yourself? Like, hey, I don't want to do that, but could we go do this? It's not that hard to make those small shifts in your lifestyle, but it can feel daunting at the beginning. So, so yeah, think about that in regards to your friendships. And I know I didn't talk too much about family, but with family too, like what, what, what are you willing to accept? And what are you like? Yeah, that's not happening for me. So the last thing I want to end with is this quote. It's my favorite quote about like creating your lifestyle by design. And it's very simple. It's three words. Structure creates freedom. So as you sink in and let this episode soak in about boundaries, I want you to think about not becoming more rigid and more wound up and anal. I want you to think about how having these boundaries allows you to feel more grounded and more open and to have more free time and time to explore and time to get to know yourself. I think that when you're able to implement and be strong and sturdy in what you will accept and what you will not accept in your life, everything else flows within this really nice structure you've created. And if things come in and They knock you off or they knock you off your path for a little bit. That's okay. It's so normal, but it's like, what are you going to allow to happen in your life? And that's the hard question is like, you have to ask yourself what you're going to accept and don't let it make you hard. Allow it to actually let you soften and feel more embodied and feel more within yourself because you're like... This is who I am. I'm not changing for anyone. This is; These are the things I'm good with. These are the things I'm not good with. And from that place, you'll see that your life opens up and you've actually got a bigger scope of capacity to do things you want, to pursue your dreams, to create the life that you crave. And that's really powerful. So think about how boundaries can set you free, not tie you down. Okay? Okay. I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please, please, please write a review, subscribe, all of the things. If you want to catch up more, I'm always in my DMs. We can chat at Wholehearted Glow Coaching on Instagram or at wholeheartedglowcoaching.com. I love you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Wholehearted Glow podcast today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to write a review. I would love, 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 love to hear from you. And if you would like to connect on Instagram, I am at wholehearted underscore glow. Lots of daily shenanigans going on there, but also like real life stuff, coaching stuff, fitness stuff. So anything you need, that is the place to contact me directly. And I will speak with you soon. Bye.